Hello friends and welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of the Nature Therapy Online Podcast. My name is Stephen McCabe and I am an ecotherapist living in Midlothian in Scotland and I connect people with nature for a living and I think I've got the best job in the world and I also think it's one of the most important jobs at the moment at this place we find us in as a human race and as a planet I want to thank you for tuning in at the moment I'm walking at the Gladhouse Reservoir in Midlothian in Scotland and I'm going to describe to you the view and I'm going to describe to you why I'm here and what this month's episode is all about. So I'm stood at this like huge body of water. It's very, it's very circular, the Gladhouse Reservoir from above. It's this big, wide, it looks like a, a natural lake. It's been here as a reservoir since the late 1800s. And it's been here so long that nature has really moved in and taken over. And it is, as far as I'm concerned, as beautiful as any natural lock or lake, if you like. Anywhere that I've found in Scotland, it's absolutely beautiful. And it's not just that the body of water is beautiful, but it's at the foot of the Moorfoot Hills. And I'm looking at the Moorfoot Hills now and the, these low-lying, very green hills, very smooth tops. They're just in front of me between... Well, the water is between me and the hills. Not far off, I could, you know... If it's, a, it's one of those... It, it, it looks like I could walk there in 10 minutes. It will probably take me about 40 minutes because it, the, the, they're often uh, very deceptive in that way hills aren't they but it's a warm day I don't know where my dog has gotten to so you're gonna have to excuse me while I shout him oh no he's coming back I've spared you from the shout but it's it's a beautiful beautiful place and it's really got me thinking about reservoirs generally and how we often refer to them as being human made and I disagree with that. I think that as humans, we shape things. But there's very little that we really make. We don't produce anything out of nothing. You know, what makes this place here so beautiful? It's partly the fact it's so quiet. I'm here on a warm summer's day. And you know what? 
there's nobody around me, nobody. There was a couple of people earlier on, but otherwise it's, it's very tranquil. And that's part of the appeal of Gladhouse Reservoir to me. But what makes a reservoir beautiful is the water. And we don't make the water. And what makes this place beautiful is also the hills, the landscape. All of these gorgeous Scots pine trees that just encircle the whole reservoir almost. And in autumn here, we're visited by over 3,000 pink-footed geese who arrive from Scandinavia. And it's just the most incredible thing. You know, this area of Scotland, Moorfoot, has a population of around little more than 1,000 people in 40 square miles. And we are visited and overtaken by geese in the autumn and the winter. There are more geese than people. And they come and they spend a lot of time here at this reservoir and in the fields just hanging out. So much nature here, I love it. And we don't make any of those things. So this for me is, it's been shaped by humans, but it's a natural space all the same in its own way. And this episode is all about meditations on water, on different kinds of water, different, not just bodies of water, but formations, the, the different ways in which water enters our lives. We wouldn't live without it. It's part of our bodies and one of the most powerful things to give gratitude to and to pay attention to it in all of its different gorgeous shapes and formations so now I'm going to lead a few minutes I'm going to talk you through where I am whatever you're doing right now you might be walking somewhere and listening to this podcast you might be at home, busy doing other things. You might be lying in bed with your eyes closed. You might be sitting and relaxing. You might be busy. Listen to this sound. Yoro, drinking water. Hey, Yoro. He was too shy for the podcast. He's trying to steal biscuits now. But while you're here, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I want you to listen to this sound. I'm going to throw this rock. It's a very rocky beach here at the side of the reservoir. I'm going to throw this rock into the water. And I want you to listen. And I want you to notice what happens in your body, what you feel when you hear this sound, and also if any memories or thoughts arise. I want you to just sit with them, okay? So here we go. And here's a lighter one. The circular ripples are spreading out before us. Yoro doesn't seem to like it much. 
There's a little dragonfly next to me. What did you feel then? You heard that sound. And what about this? You ought to drink in the water. I want you to just for a moment recall those memories or thoughts. They may not have been memories. They may have been images, thoughts and the feelings that arise for you. If you can't remember again, here's one last. I've got a triangular shaped brick. What do you feel now? What do you associate with that sound? Stay for a moment with those images, those feelings, perhaps memories of the past or memory of stories you were told or just the image being recreated of a rock landing in the water. You might want to just pay attention to your breath going in and out of your body for a moment. And just give a few moments thought and appreciation of the water that keeps you alive it's in your blood and your body and you can listen maybe to the sound of my feet on this rocky shore by the reservoir as I walk up towards the green hills. You might want to visualize this place. You can perhaps join me here for a moment in your imagination. The blue sky is reflecting on the surface of the water. It's neither still nor really disturbed. It's neither sunny nor cloudy. The sky is doing that thing that the sky does in Scotland, which could turn any way at any moment. It could start pouring down with rain or the sun could come out and provide some blissful heat for a while. To the right of me, as we walk together are those Scots pine trees that I mentioned stretching up into the sky, which is quite gray on that side. And to the left of me is the reservoir. In the distance, there's the sound of geese. You may probably won't hear the geese. You would hear the geese if it was winter, but I've told you about that already.
Before I leave this part and this meditation of sorts, not just on Gladhouse Reservoir, but perhaps reservoirs in general and lakes, if you like, still bodies of fresh water. I'd just like to reflect on how this precise moment got the four creative elements of of the universe with me. The sun from the left is beaming on my face. Got one foot on land. And can you hear this other foot in the water? And I'm breathing in and acknowledging the air. It's the air, earth, fire and water. Celebrated in so many ancient spiritual traditions and coming together to create this beautiful spot that I stand in now and that I'm sharing with you via your technology and also your imagination. Now I'm going to, I'm going to step away from the reservoir into the future to whatever other form of water I'm going to be celebrating next so thank you for sharing this moment at Gladhouse Reservoir with me friends and now it's time to move elsewhere hello friends so I've somehow just stepped into my own future by a full day And somehow I'm in your past at the same time and also in your present and my present as well. Isn't time a strange thing? You can probably hear the running water of the South Esk River. I'm down in the South Esk Valley where I live in the village of Temple in Midlothian and this valley is a really lush forest of it's a mixed woodlands it's thriving with redwood and pine trees of all kinds but also a lot of oak beech I think this place has got all of the trees <laughs> covered um, and there are two rivers so this that you can hear is the South Esk I want you to just listen to that for a moment notice how you feel when you give it all of your attention and any thoughts or images that arise in your mind How does the sound of cool running water affect how you feel?
what's happening in your body and mind as you listen to that. I'm underneath a huge sprawling uh, beech tree casting a lot of shade and the river has never looked so low to me as it does today. It's been a very warm uh, summer so far. I'm just slowly walking away from the river so you'll hear the, the sound of it move away but we're moving towards more water friends to another river now. So where was I? Yeah, the water has never looked that low before. It's been very warm, but it's a kind of grey day today, but still T-shirt weather, which is still a good thing for where I live. And we're moving over to another smaller river that converges with the South Esk just a little further on in the valley. And I'm walking over a pretty ancient old stone bridge that's covered with moss, overgrown with all kinds of ivy and again a beech tree. Hear the rustling of the beech leaves. Feel like it's kind of protecting us. How's that sound for you? And here is a smaller river. I don't know which, I don't know what this river is called. And it's gorgeous. It's uh, almost like a small waterfall, you know, these old rocks going down a slope underneath the ancient bridge where I swear a couple of trolls live, at least two, perhaps three. And the water's just gently running over the rocks as it moves towards some rhododendron by the old bridge into the tunnel. There's a subtle difference in the sound between this river and the last one, but I want you to notice any subtle differences in how you feel. I'm gonna move a little closer so you can hear. I'm stepping through a lot of fern here. Let's see. I'm going to just leave you with this for a minute or so. And whenever your mind wanders, I want you to come back to the sound of this running, clear, cool water running over the rocks. And here you go, I'll give you a minute.
Just let that sound refresh your mind. Clear away any unwanted thoughts. A gorgeous sound of clear water that keeps us alive, it runs through our bodies, it's just beautiful. Give you one more one more moment with this sound before I move on. Okay, folks. So we're moving out of the of the bushes, out of the fern. Yoro is here waiting on the pathway for me. There's a wee hill to my left. I'm going to talk you through the forest and this, let this be a guided visualization meditation for you. This is my physical reality here right now, but your imagination at some point in the future meeting together. So the ground is dry, my whippet is next to me, and I'm approaching a huge old fallen tree that blocks the path. To my right is the river we've just been listening to, to the left there's a, a small hill covered in fern, and listen to this that's blocking the path, this old Huge, oh, I don't know what kind of tree this was. I think some kind of redwood, cypress. I have to crawl under to get beneath it. It's almost like it doesn't want us to, to move beyond. I've just ducked. And you've just ducked because you're with me. And now we are on the path. absolutely lush here as you walk with me again the river very small it's almost a stream or a bend somewhere in between a stream and, and river I would say at this point more beech trees just hanging over the hill next to me and we're turning a wee corner on the pathway. You can hear a lorry up there on the road at the top of the hill. And now I'm taking you to our next and and final part of uh, of this recording, of this section of the podcast, because of course once I'm done here I'm gonna jump into the future again and take you to another experience of water. But here, I've come off the path. And I'm into this, I call it the fairy pool. This is amazing here. You come off the path. And the stream falls down the rocks and gathers in this wide pool in front of me before forming another stream to go back down towards 
the River South Esk. I've made wishes in this pool before. It's a stream and a pool at the same time. And what we are looking at together, what you can visualize is the rocks in front of me, the river, the stream water coming towards me. I'm stood at the pool section. The water slowly going down, steps of rocks, almost like stairs ancient stairs the water comes down to fill this pool in front of me Yoro is chewing on some leaves and he probably shouldn't be chewing on this place is if you like folklore this is definitely somewhere where fairies will be this we've already had trolls but now is uh, fairy territory I think it's enclosed, it's lush, it's totally green. And listen to the sound of this stream. Now I'm going to give you a minute. I've moved away from the, the fairy pool. The water from the fairy pool is running down into this stream and I'm going to come close and I'm going to give you a minute with this beautiful sound. Here we go. water is so clear. There are mossy rocks beneath the surface of the clear water. Even though it's not a sunny day, the light reflects off the running water combination of light and mossy rocks underneath some fallen oak leaves floating how does this sound make you feel you one more moment with this sound of the stream let it refresh your mind and your thoughts okay so I'm going to leave this section I'm going to Leave the fairy pool area, the we stream. Yoro is not very happy that we're stopping. He's not a big fan of... He's not a big fan of the podcast in general, I would say. I don't think dogs and, and podcasts really mend... Really blend, I should say. So... 
just to reflect that I've been uh, p previous listeners of the podcast um, or people who've listened to previous episodes I should say um, will have listened perhaps to a few episodes I did already at the River South Esk um, that was at a different place than the area I'm at today in the valley um, so different water, different time, different location. And of course, that amazing thing that we all know, but we forget that a, a river is never the same river twice. One of those simple things that we all know, but so powerful to reflect on when you're by a river. It's like the clouds passing through the sky. It's um, every moment is, is unique. Hasn't happened before. So that's this little section, folks. Um, I'm going to hop back into the future shortly to another kind of water, another place, another situation, another location. And I will see you in a few moments there. Okay, folks. I'm outdoors in my garden. It's raining. I'm underneath a huge uh, garden umbrella and I wonder how you feel about the sound of rain generally. I think often we automatically jump into a negative frame of mind. It often brings up associations of us being stuck outdoors and maybe wearing the wrong clothes, getting wet when we don't want to get wet but perhaps there are other memories associated with the rain coming after it's been really hot and humid and being welcome what what comes up for you i'm gonna leave you with this sound just for a few moments of the rain falling against this big umbrella what comes up for you when you listen How do you feel in your body with that sound, in your mind? What images are there? Now I want to move over slightly to this courgette plant here because we've been growing some extraordinarily huge courgettes, I might add. And I want to just listen to the sound of the rain falling on the huge leaf of the courgette plant. I want you to listen to this sound and picture this huge leaf that's the size of two of my hands. The water falling from the sky and landing on this gorgeous big green leaf. How does, how does this sound feel for you? Listen.
one of the most natural sounds in the world. Do you have any memories with this particular this particular sound of the rain pattering against leaves? What comes to mind for you? Is it comfortable or uncomfortable? Of course rain is a really funny one, it can be the most refreshing thing in the world or it can be extremely uncomfortable or even dangerous. I'm just going to bring myself back inside to wrap up this little section and just reflect on how incredible it is when we clear our minds of the associations we have perhaps of being stuck out on grey miserable days, maybe being uncomfortable or even even getting sick from it perhaps but just to reflect on just how wild it is that water falls from the sky like that the simplest things can be the most mind-blowing when you reflect reflect on them deeply this for me is a pretty mind-blowing thing this cycle that the water is constantly going through through the rivers that we were at before to the sea clouds forming and sending water back down to us it's uh, incredible and if you can hear some rather interesting sounding jester bells there that's my cat, Kathy. So we'll come and say hello to Kathy. Yes, Kathy, we were having a, a meditation on the rain there, but I think you want to be present, don't you, love? So that's what the moment that's what the moment calls for. It calls for Kathy. Um, she does have some very large bells around her neck, friends, because she is uh, a bit of a psychopath when it comes to birds and small animals as most cats are so she needs exceptionally large bells to scare off the the the, the birds and um, <laughs> numerous kinds of mammals that she brings home from time to time on that um perhaps not so pleasant thought thanks kathy for your bells i just thought i would explain that christmas wasn't coming early and you know santa wasn't making an appearance on the podcast in in july um i'm going to leave it there for now and see you again at another location another watery place very soon in a few seconds in fact bye bye okay hello friends i'm now here on Musselburgh beach um this is somewhere where I used to live and actually the, the South Esk River where we were earlier on in this episode or several days ago for me 
um, runs over here into Musselburgh Beach. So it, I'm probably about, I don't know, 12 or 15 miles away, I don't know, from where the South Esk River is. And, uh, and I moved in the opposite direction, actually, in life. I lived by the sea and moved against the flow of the River Esk and, and, and found my way a little closer to its source um, in Midlothian in Temple. But when I was making this podcast and I knew that I would obviously want to have a section on the sea, I knew I would come to Musselburgh Beach. Not just because it's the closest, because to be honest, like, you know, there's a few really much more, I would say, aesthetically beautiful beaches close by than Musselburgh. Musselburgh is called Musselburgh for a reason. It really is full of mussel shells. You'll hear them under my feet there. It's not a perfectly sandy beach. In fact, it's um, covered mostly in, yeah, mussel, mussel shells and and all kinds of different seashells and stones. And I'm sorry to say quite a bit of litter sometimes as well. There are crows here on the beach. Sometimes you get a lot of oyster catchers, but, but today I've just got black crows. Three big crows in front of me, picking away for mussels or wherever they can find. And the, the beach area itself, the tide is in. It's probably as far in as it goes. It'll come in a wee bit more, I think. But to my right is an area of, that's where the town of Musselburgh is, approaching the sea. So there's a lot of flats overlooking the shoreline here. And between the houses and the flats, or they're mostly flats, or I should say apartments for my uh, American listeners, um, yeah, between those buildings and the sea, there's a huge grassy area of just wild grasses that grow. Wild grasses and, and crows to my right. And then to my left here, I'm at the gorgeous, beautiful sea. And it's the Firth of Forth. So this is a strip of sea. I can see over to Fife. There's people on boats here and you could sail over to Fife. And I bet you could be there easily in 20 minutes. So I can see the hills. Looks very close. Oh, that little crow is right next to me, hopping away there. So it's busier here today than usual, or than it used to be, because even though it's a warm summer's day, it's a beautiful summer's day, actually. Not too hot. It's very rare that it's too hot, yeah, but it's definitely not too hot. There's a lovely cool breeze. The sun comes in and out. It's definitely t-shirt weather. There's a lot of dogs here. And there's also for me a lot of memories. I lived around here for three years and um, a lot of memories of walking up and down this shoreline. It's the place I lived when I really fell in love with nature as an adult and I think Musselburgh Sea, Musselburgh Beach is part of that experience for me. So uh, before I go and have some quiet time 
by the water and we'll listen to the, the sounds of the waves together and you'll also listen to the sound of my Wellington boots crunching on the seashells and the stones. That's part of the experience of this moment for us all as well. I'd like you to reflect on a special place for you, a special shoreline, whether the sea or the ocean. I want you to just bring that to mind, any special place, where is that for you? It may be somewhere where you had a, a special holiday once, or maybe you lived by the sea as well. Maybe it's somewhere in your imagination, somewhere from, even from painting. But preferably somewhere where you've been, somewhere where you might have even walked with your feet in the water. Where is that for you? I'm going to invite you to listen and come in closer, closer to the shore. And I want you to bring that place to mind. Bring that memory of a special shoreline, a special sea or ocean to you as you listen to this sound. Revisit that place. I'll leave you with this sound for a moment. Kind of feelings arise for you as you take yourself back in your imagination to this place? How did your skin feel when you were there? How was the temperature? Is there a breeze or, or even a wind? Is it hot? Cool? How did your skin feel connecting with the air at that time? that special place. And what kind of sounds were there? You, you may or may not be able to hear a lot of people having fun over here at the beach. In the distance, some kids walking out into the water, but Perhaps there were people there at your place, or perhaps it was quieter. Can you recall how that was? What other sounds mingled with the sound? The waves? Maybe there weren't waves, maybe it was still, maybe the shoreline was uh, retreating when you were there in this memory. But just cast your mind back to sound. How do you imagine sounds in your memory of this place?
how did it look? How was the scene overall? Were you looking out over the ocean? Were you looking out at me over a strip of, of, of the sea? Could you see other lands in the distance? How was the sky in your memory of this place? Was it clear and blue? Maybe it was stormy, who knows? Just bring the whole scene into your mind for a moment as you listen to the waves. Bring to your mind the smell of the sea, perhaps a faint taste of salt at the back of your mouth even. Okay folks, we're going to walk along for a moment. Now I'd like you to slowly, slowly move away from this particular place you have in your mind. Although, remember that if you've had a, a pleasant experience recalling this memory, this place, that you can visit this as often as you like. One of the great things about the technology we have is that it's so easy to go online and, and find um, recordings of the sea and it's a lovely thing to do sometimes just to sit with the sound of waves when you can't get to the beach and to the sea itself. And now I want you to walk with me and be here on this experience with me and it's going to involve listening to some people because there's a family as I say out walking out into the sea a little bit there and they seem to be having a great time so you're going to hear some delighted sounds of Scottish children having fun. You're going to hear the sound of my feet walking. Actually along a lot of seaweed here. You might hear Yoro next to me. Just invite you to be with this experience with me for a few quiet minutes. Your mind wanders, bring it back to the sound of this place I'm inviting you to with me. You're meditating on this experience. Walking over the stones, seashells, dried seaweed. children with fishing nets. And 
getting a bit closer to the waves for you. I'm going to put my my wellies, my Wellington boots in the water. Fresh, bright, green seaweed here within the waves. Such a gorgeous, vibrant colour. Colour of pure life. This is the, the quieter part of the beach. And funnily enough, the waves are quieter here. There's also less people. This was the part I used to walk a lot. Aesthetically, the least attractive part, it's a bit sludgy, it's more litter. It's also more of a built-up area as well. We're heading to the point where the, the River Esk meets see it's very calm here we're approaching a place where all of the seabirds gather this is what I like about this part despite the litter people don't like to walk down this part and this was the part where I lived and this for me is the magical part of Musselburgh Beach. This is where all the birds come to gather, gather where the river meets the sea. And the smell here is so much stronger. That salty sea smell, I want you to just take a breath with me now and really Take in that smell in your imagination. Breathe in and imagine it. It's so strong. I'm walking on this slimy, sludgy, bright green seaweed. I don't want to go too close to the beds because I don't want to disturb them. But there are cormorants, there are a lot, a lot of crows. This is also what I like about this beach, you know, it's not... It's not the idyllic holiday beach. There are crows. There are gulls. There are swans a lot of the time coming from the from the river floating on the sea. You know, you sometimes find dead bodies here of animals. I should add, of animals. Definitely not of people. It's not, it's not that rough. 
at Musselburgh. It's not rough at all, actually. It, it, it's very beautiful. It's very safe. I'm actually looking at the swans now. There are many swans bobbing up and down on the ocean, on the sea, I should say. You can see the hills of Fife. I suppose, whilst I'm reflecting on the associations that we have with the sea and the ocean, maybe, maybe that's a useful reflection or invitation for you to think. Well, what, what, what do you bring? What comes to your mind when you think of the beach? When I say these words, beach, sea, waves. Because I don't think of crows and I don't think of cold weather, even though it's not cold today. So many of my walks here were in the winter. It was so invigorating and refreshing to have that freezing cold Scottish wind blasting against your skin as the waves were coming in. These are not typical associations, are they, with, with the beach? In Western culture, anyway, the beach is associated with, you know, holidays, warm weather. One of my memories of being here, I'm going to walk a wee bit closer to the shoreline, but as I say, it's, um, I think the, um, I think the tide is, is starting to, to retreat a wee bit now. You can hear them at this part very gently very gently rolling. I'm going to walk in the water a little bit. Hey, Yoro. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, say hi. You can say hi. Yes. That's Yoro's way of saying hi. Kind of lost me thread there a wee bit, folks, but I don't think it matters. I was talking about the um, waves retreating, the associations that we have with, with the sea, which aren't always representative. And I think I was about to share a memory of when a friend of mine from Austria came to visit when I lived here and I took her to this, to this beach and, and, and she'd never been to a a, a cold northern beach before and even though it was August it was pretty cold because August can can be cold here in Scotland so thankfully it's not today and I enjoyed just being with her as her experience of the beach which was always one of, of going to go, going somewhere warm for a summer holiday I'm, I'm, I'm watching that change I'm watching this association of the cold, stony, northern beach become part of her experience. And we caught up and we walked along and it was very beautiful. So as the waves begin to retreat, it's gone so much calmer here. 
although as I say this is the calmer end of the, the beach in general I'm turning around and I'm walking back towards the direction from where I came where it's a wee bit busier you can see the views over the whole city of Edinburgh Arthur's Seat which is the main hill in the centre of, of the city just dominating the landscape from this way Coming up to the grassy area with the wild grasses. Oh. I'm going to slowly wrap up this section of the podcast before I move on to the last section or last section or two. I'm not sure as yet. I like to I like to go with the flow with these podcasts and see what happens. But I'm pretty sure there's uh, probably only one section left that I need to record now that I want to record and I want to leave you with the just a moment of of silence taking in not just the sound of the water but the whole scene here so I'll leave this with you for a couple of couple of moments before I move on Hope you've enjoyed connecting with the sea with me friends just this magical calming place where human life came from very source of us ourselves thanks folks and i'm going to move over to the next section of the podcast Hello friends, before I move on to the final section of this podcast, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to the following people who support the podcast with a wee monthly donation from their hard-earned cash every month. It really is much appreciated. So the following people are supporting me at patreon.com forward slash nature therapy online. Um, and you can do the same yourself if you have a few a, f- a few spare pennies and, uh, and and you're able to support what I'm doing in that way. It's uh, hugely appreciated. Um, so thank you to the following people who already do it. it it's um, it, it it it's really as I say very much appreciated and uh, it's very kind of you. Um, so thank you to Eric Witt and to Matthew Browning and to Denise Holmquist and to Harriet Sams and also to Chris and Pauline and Lucas. So thanks very much. It's much appreciated. And now over to the final section of this month's podcast. Okay, friends. So this is the final section of this month's podcast, which I have to say is probably my favorite in terms of recording it. I've really, I've, I've really felt like I've done something quite special with this for myself at least you know I I hope it feels special for you to listen to but I feel like I've really gone on a bit of a journey with this you know to different different places that all have meaning for me 
here in the Lothians in Scotland and um, it's just been a real joy to record, especially going back to Musselburgh. It made me realise how important it is to spend time by the sea from time to time or at least to, at least to embrace the sound of the sea in whatever way we can. And so now I'm back at home, I'm at my, my, my wee house in Midlothian and I want to finish this podcast um, reflecting on two things. So firstly, I want to invite you wherever you are right now, just to take a moment to pay attention to clouds. Now you might be able to to see some clouds out of your window. Maybe it's uh, maybe there's a cloudy sky you can see, or even a clear sky with a few thin clouds passing through. It could be afternoon. It could be nighttime. Maybe the whole sky is covered in clouds, like it so often is here in Scotland. Or maybe maybe there are no clouds visible, maybe you're at home, maybe you're lying in bed with your eyes closed or, you know, the, the, there's no access right now. And if that's the case, I want you to just use your imagination and, and to, 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 to bring clouds to mind. Perhaps a moment you've had in the past where you've looked up at the sky and, and, and just felt that great peace we do when we see the clouds floating by in their unique formations. And just whether you're connecting with this through memory, through visualization, or you're looking up at the sky and you're seeing clouds passing by, just to pay attention for a moment to this whole incredible cycle that water is, is going through consistently, you know, the water that laps up the shore at Musselborough where I was is completely different to the water that was there when I was there. You know, the water now is whatever's lashing up against the shore now in Musselborough is completely different. And that old saying of the river, you know, the water in the river never flows the same way twice. You know, it's not the same water twice. Every time you visit, the water is different. Mm -hmm. It's passing through. And of course we know these things. And, and the thing is with ecotherapy, sometimes it's about reminding ourselves how intuitively important it is to, to intuitively recognize these things and not just intellectually think about it, you know? Just how amazing that is. All these cycles that the water goes through and then clouds you know i spent a wee bit of time with rain earlier on you know and so easy to forget what a miracle this is so i want you to i'm going to give you 30 seconds or so just to pay attention to that great miracle of these incredible shapes that pass through the sky bring water down and send it back to earth just take a moment with that
going to slowly walk into my garden and see what I can see. A big cloud in the shape of a bear's foot, that's where I can see. A bright blue sky. And just this huge dark bear's foot passing through. I wonder what shapes the clouds in your imagination or clouds that you may have been watching. I wonder what they look like and how someone else might have interpreted them differently. And now this is the final thing I would like us to reflect on in this podcast. Now there's a lot of ways that I could bring attention to, you know, the incredible ways that we use water every day and that we take for granted. You know, I could run a shower, I could flush a toilet, I could let a tap drip. But instead, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this. Make this wee little, wee little noise for you. How do you feel listening to this? This water that's passed through clouds, sea, rivers, maybe human and animal bodies. find its way purified and in my kettle. In fact, the water in Gladhouse Reservoir, which is where I started this episode, throwing the rocks into the reservoir, into the lake, is where this water comes from. How do you feel listening to this? And this. So the reason that I'm making myself a cup of tea It's not just because I'm thirsty, but because I wanted to share with you something that just every now and then I do, not as often as I should, but that's just to to use some water in the house in the everyday ways that we do, and just to think, just to express some gratitude within our thoughts for this incredible miracle that we have. This. If we have access to running water at home. And these appliances that make our lives so convenient. Too convenient sometimes. Then it's so important just every now and then. Just to express a wee bit of gratitude towards it. And to... 
and to just reflect and meditate on where this comes from. This isn't something that's just sitting in a box that comes out the tap. This is like, this is going through all of those processes we've listened to on this podcast. It's incredible. You know, the Vietnamese Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh, he calls drinking a cup of tea like drinking a cloud. And he says that it's not poetry, it's science. How utterly beautiful is that? And so now, friends, I'm going to wrap up this podcast and thank you for listening and, and, and joining me on this uh, watery journey I've been on this month. I'm going to drink my tea, I'm going to drink my cloud, and I'm going to invite you to, next time you use some water at home, in whatever way, just to take a moment to be, to be grateful and take a moment to acknowledge the amazing miracle that it is to have water. So thank you, friends. I hope you have a lovely month and I will be back at the end of next month with another podcast. So take care and enjoy nature. Bye bye. Visit me online at naturetherapyonline.net Thank you.